0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Tomorrow, we are celebrating Ram Nomi, the day of the appearance of Lord Sri Ram Chandra. The Supreme Personality of Godhead declares in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, Madhbhakta Puja Bhadika, that the most pleasing worship of the Lord is worship of His devotees. Nothing works when I'm here, you must know this. Huh? Something like that, yes. Mm. that the most pleasing process to the Supreme Lord is when his devotees are satisfied. In fact, in the Bhagavad Gita, which was spoken on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, Lord Sri Krishna was trying to convince Arjuna to fight. Now, factually, in the form of Maha Vishnu, Krishna is destroying hundreds and billions and trillions of universes simply by inhaling, just by going, <clears throat> everything is destroyed. Not only all human beings, all living entities, all planets, everything. So did Krishna require Arjuna to fight, to kill this little army of a few million people? But Krishna wanted Arjuna to fight because he preferred seeing Arjuna glorified for all history than for him to do it himself. So in Lord Sri Ram Chandra's Leela, of course, uh, after Sita was stolen by the great demon Ravana, Ravana, Lord Ramchandra could have instantly killed this ten-headed asura and regained Sita. But he especially wanted to glorify his pure devotees, and of all those devotees, Sri Hanumanji was most devoted to the mission of Lord Sri Ramchandra, and therefore he is most glorified even to this day this leela took place millions and millions of years ago and yet millions of people to this day are offering all respects and worship to Sri Hanuman in Bhagavad Gita Krishna describes how we make spiritual advancement. This means those who are on my path they are resolute in purpose and their aim is one. Those who are irresolute their intelligence is many branched. Krishna consciousness is not for them. And Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, in his very famous commentary of Bhagavad Gita, he describes that resolute determination simply means that you make the order of your guru your life and soul. You have no separate interest than the desire of the spiritual master. And to be determined under any circumstances, without even considering your own welfare to fulfill the order of Guru. As jivatmas living in this world, however great we are, we are most insignificant. And in the execution of our service to the Supreme Lord, we will inevitably encounter many situations where things go helplessly beyond our control. And it is very easy at that time to give up and say, I cannot do it. It is not possible. I tried. Krishna consciousness means to have faith in Krishna in those circumstances to have faith that the only limitation in my service is my own lack of faith in the power of Guru and Krishna. And the most super-excellent example of this is Hanuman. What he was able to do or not do, he didn't even consider. He just considered it has to be done. When they discovered that Sita was at Sri Lanka. It was just a group of the monkey soldiers. They got this information. Ramchandra had hundreds and thousands of monkey soldiers traversing all the earth looking for Sita. No one could find her anywhere. But a few of them got this message that she was in this great city of Lanka. That was the capital of Ravana. So there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of ocean. Uh, How to cross it? Hanuman was not considering how vast the ocean was. He only considered one thing: that Sita's there and Ram wants her. So he got up top the Mahendra mountain, and he just crouched down and jumped. Huh? And he jumped with such force that gold and silver just started oozing out from the mountain. The whole mountain was trembling. And it created such a vacuum that the trees and the bushes and all the growth of the mountains just started following behind him. Huh? And he just... In the airways, ah. Varuna, the lord of the sea, he saw him. My God, how is he? He's flying over? He, he, He didn't fly, he was jumping. It's not that Hanuman could fly, he simply jumped, huh? So Varuna was thinking that uh, it is an offense if we do not help such a loyal servant of Ram. So he called for the Manika mountain and said, you, this Mainika mountain was a mountain of solid gold that was resting on the bottom of the ocean, told her to rise to give a resting place for Hanuman on his mission. Ah, so the Mainika mountain rose to the top of the ocean. And Hanuman saw it and was thinking, What is this? And the mountain began to speak. He said, I am your servant. I have come to give you a nice resting place. Hanumanji, he was thinking that I don't have much time. Sita is in difficulty. Ram is concerned. So he just placed his hand on the mountain and said, Thank you very much for your service. I have accepted it, but I don't have time to rest. And he has continued on. Huh? This is the determination of a devotee. When he has a mission, there's no time for rest. Huh? So many times we're thinking, Oh, I'm tired, let me go to sleep. Hanuman was not thinking like this. This is the difference between a devotee with faith and a devotee who is not very concerned with the pleasure of his master. As he was uh, traveling over the great Indian Ocean one very, very powerful Rakshasi came out of the sea. And she said, my dear Hanuman, I have been given a benediction by Lord Brahma that no one can pass by me without me eating them, devouring completely so Hanuman looked at her and said "Ah." so he he expanded his body because he had this mystic power to become very big he expanded his body to be ten yojanas long that means 80 miles. One yojana is 8 miles. So she expanded her mouth to be 20 yojanas, big. He became 30. Her mouth became 40. He became 50. Her mouth became 70. He became 80. Soon her mouth was 100 yojanas, 800 miles wide. At that time, Hanumanji. Reduced his size to the width of a thumb, and then he went into her mouth. And he walked around for some time, and then he came out. And he said, "So, my dear, ah, the fulfillment of Brahma has been fulfilled, ah, the fulfillment of his benediction. Ah, I have you have devoured me now. I am out. So now let me pass." And she said, "Oh, you are very intelligent, Hanuman." He said, Now you can pass, and I wish you all good fortune in finding Sita. So he continued on. And then another huge, gigantic Rakshasha appeared. Rakshashi. And she opened, uh, what happened with her is she saw Hanuman flying high. So she had a very great mystic power. With her hand, she grabbed onto Hanuman's shadow which was over the ocean and she captured him and he was way up there and he couldn't move. I was wondering, what is this? He couldn't move. And then he looked down and there was a rakshasa with her hand on his shadow. And he was thinking, huh. So he came down. He said, what is, the, what, do you, what is the problem? She said, I will eat you for my breakfast today. So she opened her mouth very big, and he became big, and she became bigger, and then he became very small, and he went into her mouth, and he walked on down through her throat, and he went to her heart, and then he took his very sharp claws and ripped open her heart, and then he flew out of her mouth, and as he was flying out, She just fell on the sea and died. And then he continued on. And when he attained Sri Lanka, he decided that the best thing would be to wait till night. So he hid on one mountain until the evening. And then he reduced himself to the size of a cat and he came to the northern gate of Sri Lanka, the main gate. and there was this huge, huge, mad-eating Rakshashi. And she saw this little tiny monkey. She said, "Who are you? What is your business?" He looked at her and said, "Who is you? Who are you, and what is your business?" She said, "I am the personification of Sri Lanka, and I am the servant of Ravana. And no one could pass me without being destroyed. So prepare to die, little monkey man. So then she came and she slapped Hanuman as hard as she could. And Hanuman just stood there. And with his fist, he punched her in the breast. And she went flying to the ground. And she was completely defeated. And she said... My dear monkey, I, I, I surrender to you. Please, do not harm me. I'm a woman. You're not supposed to harm women. <sighs> she said, a long time ago, Lord Brahma came. And he told me that one day a monkey is going to defeat you. And when that day comes, you can know soon after that all the Rakshashras, Ravana, and the whole city of Lanka will be destroyed. So my dear Hanuman, please feel free to enter Lanka and do the business of your Lord. So it was night. And that night the moon was shining very bright. Ah. So he was looking around trying to find Sita. And he saw the most beautiful city he had ever seen. After all, Hanuman was born and raised in the Kishkinda jungles. Kishkinda Kshetra is all jungle and mountains. And here the whole city uh, was constructed by Vishwakarma. And all the buildings were the most precious. Marble, ivory, jewels, gold. (coughs) So he began to creep and look through the windows of all the major palaces. But he could find no one that fit the description of Sita. And then he came upon the most masterfully created of all palaces, that of Ravana. And in the main room, ah, the floor was ivory. The walls were marble and jewels. And it was all lit up because the moon was glistening and reflecting off the jewels and he could see everything and everyone, although it was the middle of the night. And there was a large, large dais made of crystal and on it were beautiful silken cushions and in the center laid the huge monstrous demon Ravana. He had ten heads of dark complexion Limbs that were like lightning bolts. He was so powerful that the the, the demigods in the heavens trembled at the thought of his name. And he had these proud battle wounds one scar from being struck by the thunderbolt of Indra, one scar from being struck by the Sudarshan chakra of Vishnu the disc of Vishnu Ah. and as he lay there he was thinking this is the ugliest most hideous most frightening and terrible form I've ever seen and next to him was a beautiful woman his wife Mandodari and around the bed there were thousands of beautiful dancing girls who would sing and dance for him every night Ah. And he was examining each and every one of them carefully. But none of them fit the description of Sita. So he looked everywhere. And he was becoming discouraged. Perhaps Ravana has already eaten her. He's a Rakshasha. Perhaps she's dead. Perhaps she was cast into the ocean and drowned. Where is her? Ah. And then he sat to rest. And he saw a beautiful garden of Ashoka trees. So he went into that garden. And under a particular tree, he saw the most beautiful woman in all creation. She was wearing just a single piece of cloth. She was emaciated from fasting. She looked like she was in tremendous distress, tears in her eyes. And he could understand, this is Sita. And there were all these rakshashis around her, threatening her, harassing her, making her life very miserable. Soon after that he saw Ravana coming, with thousands of his wives following him. And Ravana came and began to harass. First he was very sweet and polite with Sita. He said, oh, you are so beautiful. Ah, your lotus eyes are so sweet. In fact, when the creator made you, he resigned after making you. He could not make anything any better. Ah." And he was using very flattering words. So now, my dear, accept all the wealth of my kingdom. Sit on the throne with me. All my other thousands of queens will be your maidservants from this day on. Just accept me as your husband. And Sita said, my dear Ravana, why don't you just enjoy your other wives? You have so many nice other queens. I am the faithful and chaste wife of Ram, and there is nothing that will ever break my chastity." So Ravana became very angry. He said, I have given you 12 months to surrender to me. I would have raped you by now, but I once raped the wife of one great sage. And he cursed me that I can only come together with a woman if it is by her will. Otherwise, I will immediately die. So you must surrender to me. And you have two more months. Otherwise, I will eat your lovely form. Because there was no curse against him eating beautiful women. Huh? So Sita, she told him, very soon Ram will come and he will destroy you and all your Rakshasha armies. You do not know who you are dealing with. Ram is the supreme personality of Godhead. Godhead. So then Ravana said, you have two months to surrender. And he walked away. And Sita, she just began to cry. And she began to chant the names of Ram and Lakshman. And at that time, Hanuman was thinking, ah, I must pacify her. But how? She's been tricked in so many ways that she'll think I'm just a Rakshasha disguised as a monkey. So she, he began to very sweetly sing the, the praises of Lord Ramchandra. He began to describe how Ram married Sita, the beauty of this great ceremony, how they lived in Ayodhya, how Ram, Ram was banished to the forest, the beautiful pastimes between uh, Sita and Ram at the foot of the Chichakut mountain, how Ravana stole Sita, and all the pastimes of Ram in between. And when she heard this, she became very uh, enlivened, enlightened, Her heart was full of pleasure. And she asked, who is speaking like this? And then Hanuman came and started coming close to her. And when she saw Hanuman, she said, you are Ravana, disguised as a monkey to trick me. She said, I will not talk to you anymore. And then Hanuman began to narrate more and more of the glories of Ram. And she said, if you are actually Ram's devotee, what are the qualities of Ram? And he began to narrate all the beautiful qualities in the body of Ram. And then he said that Ram has given me this ring to give to you just to show you that I am his messenger and to prove to you that he is about to come. Sita was about to commit suicide. She was about to strangle herself with the braid of her own hair when Hanuman came. And when she saw the ring, ah, she pressed it to her breast and she said, ah, this is the ring of Ram. And they began to speak together. And Sita just began to meditate on the beauty of Ram. And she began to remember the beautiful pastimes they had together in Chitrakut. Which was actually the most pleasing place in their lila where they were just living together in a beautiful forest uh, exchanging the ultimate loving reciprocation of the supreme lord as an etern- and his eternal consort uh, and then she said Ram is all powerful why does he not come and take me away from this place Hanuman said he doesn't know where you are But now that I have found you, all your problems are about to be solved. In fact, Sita, I can take you away from this place right now. You climb on my back. Then he expanded to a huge, gigantic size. He said, get on my back. I'll destroy all these rakshasas and take you to Ram immediately, today. And Sita said, I know you can do it, Hanumanji. But... I am another man's wife I cannot touch you and besides that Ram wants to kill these rakshashas and do it himself so Hanuman said yes this is your glory so then Hanuman with Sita's blessings he took leave of her and then he began to think that I want to see the prowess of Ravana's rakshasha army. I want to see what they really are all about. I've heard so many great things about their strength and power. And that will be very helpful to Ram in his war against these Rakshasas. So he began to tear down all these Ashok trees from the most precious garden of Ravana. And the news came to Ravana. So he sent 80,000 soldiers to kill this monkey. Hanuman was sitting on the gate of that garden. Ah, you have come? What have you come for? We have come to kill you. Ah. So he was just sitting there wagging his tail at them like a monkey. And when they attacked him with thousands of arrows and clubs, he just took one iron bar and destroyed every one of them started just smashing their heads their arms, their, lem- their legs their limbs, and there was just blood flowing in all directions so whatever remainders of this 80,000 man army were left they ran to Ravana and said this monkey is impossible to defeat so then he sent Ah he sent the son of his commander in chief and he went there and Hanuman immediately killed him then Ravana sent his own son one of his younger sons and he came to that place and he was a great mystic he began to shoot arrows at Hanuman he was flying in the sky ah, creating so many illusions and finally Hanuman realized that this person is very powerful and he is very dangerous so I better kill him right away So, although this person was in the air flying, shooting arrows at Hanuman, Hanuman dashed at him with his fist, slaughtered all his horses, broke his chariot to pieces, grabbed the demon, flung him around a thousand times, smashed him on the ground, and he was dead. Something like that. Ah. The news came back to Ravana. He was mortified. My God, my own son, dead. He turned to his most powerful, eldest son, Indrajit, who was undefeatable. Indrajit even defeated Indra. That is where he got that name. Indrajit means he who defeated Indra. He said, Indrajit, go kill this monkey. So Indrajit took a whole army with him boarded his chariot he started shooting thousands of arrows at a time each arrow was so sharp and so powerful and Hanuman was just jumping around and not a single arrow could touch him so Indrajit came to the conclusion that this monkey cannot be killed but perhaps he could be captured So he invoked this serpent, Ashtra, and he shot this arrow, and it became a serpent, and it tied around the body of Hanuman. And Hanuman was utterly unable to move. And they carried him to the court of Ravana. Ah. So Ravana saw this monkey, Hanuman, in a completely helpless condition. Immediately kill him! stepbrother Vibhishan said my dear brother this will ruin your reputation he is an envoy he is a messenger of the enemy the messenger of the enemy always must be respected you can never kill you will lose your reputation and all your um, potency if you do such a sinful thing so Ravana said yes that is true but we must do something to him He's a monkey. The most proud part of a monkey is his tail. So burn his tail. Ah. So the Rakshashas took his tail and put cotton and cloth and soaked it in ghee and then lit it on fire. At that time, the, the news came to Sita that Hanuman's tail was on fire. And Sita began to pray to Agni, the fire god, that a a woman's chastity to her husband is her virtue. If I have been chaste and faithful to my husband, O Agni Dev, please grant me the benediction that Hanuman's tail will not feel hot, although it is on fire. So Agni Dev said, So be it. So as his tail was on raging fire, it felt very cool and refreshing to Hanuman, (laughs) by the blessings of Goddess Sita. And then he enlarged himself and broke from the ropes that tied him. And he just took his fists and the ropes that were around him and he just started swinging them and he completely massacred, killed all the guards that were trying to stop him and hold him down thousands of them, bled, dead and bloody all around him and then he just, very gracefully as a monkey does he jumped on top of the building and the building caught fire and then he jumped to the next building and that caught fire and the next building and that caught fire In this way, he was just jumping all over Sri Lanka. And the whole city was enveloped with huge flames of fire. And the rakshashas were completely disoriented. They were just running around here and there. They did not know what to do. And Hanuman began to laugh. And he got on the main gate and he began to call out that I am just the insignificant messenger of Ram. I'm just giving you one tiny little taste of what you are in store for when the Supreme Lord Sri Ram Chandra comes himself in the near future. And then he began his journey back over the Indian Ocean. And of course when he arrived all the monkeys they were very anxious for news. And they were completely ecstatic, completely ecstatic to hear the news of how Hanuman had burned the city of Lanka, found Sita, and humiliated all the Rakshashas. And they were so anxious that Hanuman, you must now come with us to Kishkinda the jungle, and inform Ram. He will be so happy. Ah. You see, this is the nature of a real Vaishnava. He loves to see another Vaishnava successful. Loves to see another Vaishnava do something great. Loves to see the Lord bestowing his great pleasure upon another devotee. Ah. Sometimes due to envy in the neophyte condition, we become very disturbed in our mind when someone else is getting credit, when someone else is getting special mercy, or when someone else is um, superseding us in our service. Uh. But because these soldiers were genuinely humble servants of the Lord, they could see that every living being is part and parcel of Lord Ram, and it is His divine potency, And if he manifests his super-excellent potencies through any of our godbrothers or any of our friends, this is a wonderful thing that we should adore and we should worship. So when Hanuman was embraced by Lord Ramchandra, when he was given the utmost blessings of Ramchandra, this was the greatest happiness for all of the other devotees of the Lord. So this story of Hanumanji illustrates to us how a devotee in his service or her service does not consider what is possible or what is impossible. Because after all, Krishna is the doer, we are not the doer. Along with the guru's order comes the empowerment to fulfill that order. Mukam karoti pangum girim yat kripa gurum With the mercy of Guru, even a lame man can cross mountains. Hanuman, because he had faith in his Guru, not only did he cross mountains, he lifted up mountains and he carried them thousands of miles. when he got to that mountain he wasn't thinking it looks very heavy how is this possible he was thinking simply Ram wants this mountain he wasn't considering his own strength he wasn't considering whether it's possible or impossible there was only one considerate Ram wants it it will be done he just picked it up and flew he brought it back to Rameshwaram. There's another story at the same place of Rameshwaram. The main temple there today is a place called Rameshwaram. It's the Rameshwaram temple. Big, beautiful temple. And it is an interesting story. Because after Ram killed Ravana, Ravana was born of a Brahmin family. So it's an offense to kill a Brahmin. So he was told to worship Lord Shiva, to atone for this offense and whatever offense may have been committed. Some people say, why is he worshiping Lord Shiva? Shiva is Vaishnavanam yata he is a great devotee of Ram. So who's the greatest, Ram or Shiva? This is an example of how the Lord takes great pleasure in worshiping his devotees. So the Brahmins there, they told him that you have to do this puja to Shiva-linga at this very time, you have only uh, a few hours. And the puja must be complete before then. And they told him, there is, a, there is an auspicious shivalinga on Mount Kailash, the abode of Shiva, and you should get that. So Ram looked at Hanuman, and Hanuman said, my lord, I will get it. Now you have to understand, Rameshwaram is in the southern tip of India, and Kailash is in the northern part, which is now Tibet, in the Himalayas. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles. Hanuman wasn't thinking, how is it possible? How can you ask me to do something like this? He was thinking, Ram, you want it, it will be done. He was not considering the place, he was not considering the distance, He was not considering his own strength. He was simply considering Ram wants it. So he jumped. He went all the way to Kailash. He found this huge shivalinga. And he found another one. And he thought, ah, I'll keep this one for myself. (laughs) And then he was flying with both of them. And while he was flying, ah, or jumping, the brahmin said Ram it's time you have to do it now Hanuman's not back yet so Sita Devi she made a Shivalinga out of sand and she said Ram why don't you worship this it was made by with my own hands so Ram said ah all right and he worshipped that Shivalinga. and as he was worshipping Hanuman came with these big gigantic stone uh, forms of Lord Shiva And Hanuman was very disappointed. He started to cry. I'm too late. My dear Lord, I've disappointed you. I'm too late. You've accepted this other one. So Ram completed the worship of Sita's offering. And then he said, Hanuman, I will also worship yours. And he said, as a matter of fact, from this day on, this temple will contain both. And no one can offer obeisance or worship Sita's until they first worship yours. So to this day, everyone worships Hanuman's. They're still there. And then they worship Sita's. So this is how dear the Lord's devotee is to the Lord. Because the devotee is simply depending on the mercy of his worshipable. Beloved Lord, no other consideration. Even if you are lame, you can cross mountains. Even if you are dumb, you can speak eloquently. And even if you are blind, you can see the stars in the sky. If you have the mercy of Guru and the mercy of Krishna. And it is this faith that empowers the devotee to perform wonderful work in the service of the Lord. And by hearing the example of such great devotees as Hanuman, ah, we should realize within our heart and appreciate that nothing is impossible for one who agrees to be an instrument in the hand of God. So our prayer should always be to be an instrument of the mercy of the Lord, to empty ourselves of all false pride, of all material attachments, Because unless and until we are completely empty of all of our superficial desires and attachments, we are preventing the Lord from allowing us to be his instrument. Therefore, it is said purity is the force, because the force is God, the force is Krishna. But as long as we are impure, that force cannot come through us. as we become pure the Lord who is seated within our heart can take us and empower us to do anything he desires so by chanting the holy name serving the Vaishnavas and praying with a sincere heart and being willing to take the order of Guru and Krishna as our life and soul, we can attain that state of purity and allow Krishna and Guru to become our puppeteers. When Śrīla Prabhupāda came to America, as far as he was concerned, making the people of America Krishna conscious was millions of times more impossible even than what Hanuman did. So he was praying to Krishna and Guru that I'm just an insignificant little beggar. My dear Lord, I am a puppet in your hands. Let me just be your puppet here. Make me dance. Make me dance, O oh Lord. And because of that utterly prideless unmotivated, prayerful surrender to the Lord. Ah, how the Lord empowered him to do such wonderful service. There is nothing impossible for one who allows himself to be an instrument of the Lord. The only impediment is our own pride, our own material Attachments. The greatest service, the ultimate service, is to simply humble ourselves. How can I serve? There's nothing I cannot do, there's nothing I cannot give up. if I have faith in Guru and Krishna. Is there any questions? Yes. Was Hanuman, on time for Maha? Was Hanuman on time for Maha? Ah, you want to hear a story about Hanuman being on time for Maha? How much time do I have? Five minutes. Five uh, minutes? Two minutes. I don't have time to tell this story. It's a nice story. But... Anyways, I'll tell it fast. In Jagannath Puri, there is a temple. It's called Bedi Hanuman. Has any of you ever been there? Bedi Hanuman Mandir? If you go there, you will find something wonderful. That the deity of Hanuman has chains on his arms and chains on his legs. Huh? The reason is, the ocean used to, because Jag- Jagannath Puri is right on the ocean, the ocean used to flood. So, ja- called Ram in Ayodhya and said, the only person who can prevent the ocean from flooding our city and flooding Jagannath is Hanuman. So Ram told Hanuman, you go to Puri and you guard for the ocean does not flood over. So he was standing on the bank of the ocean with his club. The ocean wouldn't come near him. (laughs) So months went by. In those days, Jagannath would only eat Kichri. So they would give Hanuman Kichri. Hanuman, after a while, he started getting tired of Kichri. He was thinking, Ayodhya. Rama's is a king. I'm eating nice samosas and rasgullas, and I don't know if they had pizza or things like that. But he was Bam. eating nice prasad, huh? And here only kitchery. I want nice maha prasad. All right, nice maha prasad. So he was thinking. Months went by. The ocean's not coming. When everyone's sleeping at night, I will go to Ayodhya. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, he went to Ayodhya. You know, he jumped. And when he got there, all the people, oh, Hanuman, you're back. Have some Mahaprasadi. Oh, thank you very much. So he was having nice feasts. So he came back. The ocean was, oh, just see. No problem, I left. I'll go tomorrow night too. (laughs) So he started regularly going in the middle of the night. Nobody, he would come back before everyone woke up. He was very happy. So one day, while he was gone, the ocean flooded everything. And they were, where's Hanuman? Where's Hanuman? They look, he's, he's gone. So the next day, Jagannath called him in. Hanuman? Where were you? He said, I was in Ayodhya. What were you doing in Ayodhya? I was eating Mahaprasad. Jagannath told his servants, from this day on, feed me kitchri. But for Hanuman, you make samosas, raskuls. Club Germans, everything, and keep him chained. <laughs> so to this day, he's there guarding the ocean, baby Hanuman. Hanuman Ji Ki Jai.